At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, new week here. Lombardi Line, we wrap up week nine in Pittsburgh, Chicago, and town. That's up to seven as we say hi. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. We head out to Jersey. Good afternoon, Michael. How are you feeling today? I'm good, Patrick. Happy, uh, happy, good day to you too, man. Thank you. Good Monday. Happy Monday to you. It was, uh, I guess, the best way to describe yesterday was absolute chaos. I mean, shocking. If you think about it, nine and three ATS as far as Sunday for the dogs. Seven outright winners, including the Survivor Busters and the Broncos and oh the Jags beating the Bills and the Titans late last night. Michael, that was chaos. Chaos. I mean, it really was. And, you know, we're so much a part of the season that we expect things to go as planned. And then we get week nine of the NFL season where it starts out and everything goes upside down from the very first snap. I mean, you know, we saw it from the very first snap. I mean, the chaos in the Vikings Baltimore game that looked, you know, strange. Denver taking an early lead on Dallas. The Bills scoring six total points. I mean, think Hmm. about it, Patrick. I feel so badly for the people that picked Buffalo in Survivor. Uh, You know, if if I would have said to you during the week, you're going to hold Jacksonville to nine points, you're thinking, well, that's an easy win. I'm going to cover the spread and everything. Right. You know, I mean, Miami ends up being a better Survivor pick than it would have been the Bills. Can you imagine that? By the way, congrats to you, 3-0 and on the day. I just saw this. Yeah, 3-0 and on the day. Great job uh, for the picks yeah. from Michael. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, Patrick. I think, you know, well, one of the reasons I was 3-0 and is because I was on San Francisco earlier in the week. and Good place to start. And, <laughs> Good place yeah, to start. And then, and then, you know, by the end of the week, it got that line movement. You know, you got to follow the line movement. And when the line's sharp going that way, we got to go with it. It's two weeks in a row now that, you know, the line has moved to away from the picks in the contest, right? So I think the Niners were a a one-and-a-half-point dog in the contest. And they closed Sunday, I think, as a six-point favorite because of the injuries. And this is the second week in a row that if you took the Niners, which I think was a popular pick in the contest, you lost. Mm -hmm. You lost. It was. I mean, last week it was Dallas versus Minnesota. This is, like, unbelievable. And then I think we should start the show. As only we should do since I am in the Philadelphia areas. How about all that steam on Philadelphia? Wasn't that impressive? (laughs) Where was that coming from? Like, why was that even there? It ended up, I get it because maybe the injuries, but why was anybody betting Philadelphia? We we asked the question out loud yesterday. I mean, it was three opener, three, it closed. Your number was three. Everything was three. That felt right on the road. Chargers, six points better, six and a half points. But you're right. It closed to pick them. It closed to pick them, and it was unbelievable. And, and, you know, just – and I was doing some work. Do you realize in that game, Patrick, in this game, that, that Justin Herbert only threw six incompletions in this game and that the Eagles' defensive backs 
and linebackers and defensive linemen, the entire Eagle defense, never touched the football. They never had a pass defended in the game. Wow. Not one pass got touched. He had six incompletions. One of them was he just he read the receiver. One, he made a bad throw. I mean, it was unbelievable. And the only time that the Chargers did the Eagles a favor is when they didn't throw the ball on short yardage. When they ran it one time on short yardage. I, 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 to me, that the Eagles' defense is, is, is so bad. And then I looked at QBR this morning, and Jalen Hurts was the third-ranked QBR on ESPN's QBR. How is that even possible? Does it, did you watch the game? He can't complete a pass. He's, in, he's a running quarter. They're running the single wing. They're running Oklahoma's offense. Like, when will somebody admit this? Let's go ahead. They and... just need the schooner bus around there. <laughs> this is a great job, Matt's headstones, because Michael Lombardi, M. Lombardi, NFL. Let's further your point. Let's go ahead and throw that tweet up. The Eagles defense facing Prescott, Mahomes, Brady, Carr, and Herbert have only forced 28 incompletions in those five games. Yesterday, Herbert, 32 of 38, 84% completion. Yikes. 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 You know, and, and, and everybody's here. So they know, well, the offense wasn't bad. They ran it 37 times. That's all they can do. They don't have a passing game. They're running Oklahoma's offense. That's what they're doing in Philadelphia. And what about an adjustment? You know, yet week nine was, to me, I think you could label week nine as the lack of adjustments in the National Football League. And it started with, you know, Dallas not adjusting to what was going on against Denver. Right, it started there. It started with Buffalo not adjusting to what's going on in Jacksonville. Buffalo ran the ball. Singletary had six carries. Josh Allen had five carries. I think they ran the ball eleven times in the game. How are you in a nine to six contest and you're only running eleven times? How is that? When you're the better team, when you're the better team up front, it's not even close. Punch them in the mouth. Punch them in the mouth. Knock them back. Take their will away from them. Mm. And it continued on in the afternoon when we saw the soft San Francisco 49ers, and they're soft. Let's make no mistake about it. They're soft. No due respect to Stormy, but your team's really soft, right? And then we it closed on Sunday night with the Rams, who are the king of being front runners. Is there a more front runner team than anybody in the league? And I have voted right now. I don't care what happens the rest of the year. Mike Vrabel has got my vote of the year for coach of the year. That was an impressive job. Literally losing maybe the MVP, somehow galvanizing the team, going on the road against a Rams team that was prepared. And absolutely, I, Vrabel's turned into something. I didn't know Stormy was a 49er fan. We should talk about her team, oh, though. Yeah. So, so it, the softness is, a, and I, I'm just projecting what I'm looking at on television. Shanahan's a curmudgeonly human. Like, he's always angry. I think part of it is his vibe. Like, he pretends to be a tough guy. They're 9 and, fi- nine and 15 since the loss in the Super Bowl. They're 3 and 5. They're 0 oh and 3 in division. They ended up closing 5 and a half here. And they five got and beat. And, and he got outcoached. Kingsbury completely ran circles around him. Well, Kingsbury's team out, out, out executes them, too. Out executes them. Their attention to detail. I mean, look, I thought James Conner looked like a shell of himself last year, but he looks really looks good this year. I mean, can you imagine third and 17, they throw the ball over the center as a check down, the guy gets 20 yards? He gets 20 yards? Maybe it's a single digit. Doesn't it look weird when he's running with six on his it back? It does. But he, he looks I faster. <laughs> he looks healthy. Because I was killing him last year. I uh, he was, was bad last year. year. Slow first step, everything. He was bad. And then no burst to him. Nope. He had no juice. He shouldn't have been playing is basically what we learned. And so, to me, this San Francisco team's soft. They get behind 14 and nothing in the first quarter. They can't pass protect. It's going to be Jimmy G's fault. You know that. Oh, because of course. The twi- 
you know, Twitter Universe is going to want Trey Lance to come in there. You know, I'm disappointed in handicap in that game where I was really wrong on that game was I thought the Niners' defense would play better. They didn't. No, they did they not. played really poorly. They gave up over 400 yards in the game. They were, they were one of the worst performances of the season. Of the season. Now, they haven't turned the ball over as a defense. They only have five created turnovers all season long. So they haven't been able to do that. But this was an embarrassment. They gave up 163 yards rushing to a team that you know has to run the ball to win. They got beat by Colt McCoy and James Conner. No Murray, no Hopkins. The defense allows 437 on total offense. And San Francisco recorded just 39 total rush yards. That's, that's, this is going the wrong way. That's a rushing, that's a team, that's a coach that wants to run the football and a team that wants to run the football. That was embarrassing. I mean, the Cardinals, look, we, you know, their execution has been very good. I said at the beginning of the year when I liked them to beat Tennessee in the opener, their execution for whatever we can talk about with Kingsburg, they can execute. They do a good job with their execution. And San Francisco does it. I mean, San Francisco had 39 yards rushing. They never got control of the game. And when they get behind and that offensive line has to pass protect, then they're in real trouble. And let's talk about another bad offensive line, Patrick. How about how bad was that Ram offensive line? They don't travel. They didn't stay at home either, huh? How bad was the adjustments in that game? I mean, McVay's going to five out, and he can't block Jeffrey Simmons inside. No. They can't block him. Nope. They can't block anybody on that front. Like, all they did was power that back. They powered the offensive line back. And and I think this – I think Stafford becomes the liability in a negative way. Here's why. Stafford makes you believe because he's so talented and he's so good. He allows you to go down this road of just throwing the ball. When the Rams are built for play action, that offensive line was built because they're not very good. They have to run play action. They have to run the ball. But Stafford makes it so easy to get seven, eight yards throwing it. You just start throwing it all the time. And, he, and, and, and not through his own, but because he's so good, you end up becoming soft as a team. You become soft as a team. When golf was there, they managed around golf. They knew they had to run the football. They knew they had to do these things because their line sucked and golf wasn't any good. But now they've gone down this. They think they're this in a beauty pageant, and they forgot they have warts. Their line stinks. They've got to run the ball. They can't throw it 50 times. That line will get a quarterback killed. And partly is it's the fault because Stafford's so talented. It's the illusion he can carry you when really you need to be a complete team. He wasn't getting any protection, as you noted, to start. But you're right. Once it starts to break down, you're concerned. Let me just reiterate something you said about San Francisco and their de- the defense is not very good. By the way, the, ho- the road teams yesterday, Michael, 7-5 and five straight up. No home field advantage. You know where that's most evident? Santa Clara. The 49ers yeah. have now lost 10 of their last 11 home games. It's not going to get it better. they got the Rams coming to town. This is the two soft teams will battle it out. It'll be a pillow fight. It'll be a pillow fight. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a pillow fight. Like, seriously. Like, I mean, what's it, a four-point line? Yeah, but here's the thing. Anybody, if thinks, I were to the Rams you, are, anybody no. thinks the Rams are winning a Super Bowl with that offensive line, you're crazy. But here's the, if I were to ask you right now, which coach do you trust more to get his team up? I have to go McVay over Shanahan at this point. I, I couldn't disagree with you. I couldn't. Uh, it's Jimmy G's fault. Just so we it's understand. Gonna be, it's it is going to be the quarterback's fault. 
It really is. Fault. The quarterback yeah. that was at fault yesterday was Aaron Rodgers. Okay, we should come back and discuss him. But instead, it's going to be the guy that played in Jimmy G, not the coach that just acts angry and got absolutely circled by Kingsbury and a backup quarterback. And James Conner, three touchdowns. What the hell is that? San Francisco defense. We don't know. Michael has a better idea. When we come back, we'll get to Jordan Love and the Packers and that effort up in Kansas City. Just getting started here at Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, football season's here. BetMGM Sports, Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, in-game betting, boosted out specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip, bring that state-issued ID, and you're ready to go. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions, or simply download the BetMGM app. Must be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, we got you here on a Monday Lombardi line, presented by BetMGM. Hope you're doing well. Had a nice weekend. Tom Gable, Will Hill, and Josh will join us coming up in just a bit. We should discuss the Chiefs in just an absolutely electrifying game, Michael. Beat the Packers 13-7, to so you do cash on the late touchdown if you're a Green Bay ticket holder, plus 7. Under 48, obviously cashes. I'll get out the way and let you start on either side, because there's plenty to pick apart here. Well, I mean, you know, we're going to finally admit that Patrick Mahomes isn't very good. I mean, can we at least have that conversation? I mean, you know, they had 13 points against the Packers. They made the Packers look like they were the 64 Packers on defense. I mean, you know, it was a joke. You know, he throws 37 attempts. He gets a buck 66. His, longest, his best pass of the day was the one for the first down to seal the game. I mean, this chief offense is broken. It was an ugly, 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 ugly game. And if it wasn't for Mason Crosby's missed kicks, you know, it, the, the Packers had a chance to come back in spite of, you know, in spite of how badly Love played. Like, Love, to me, you know, whatever the conversation is about Aaron Rodgers, and to me that's a whole, that's a, that's a personal conversation. We're talking professional football here. But the reality of it is, is you upset the kettle cart by drafting Love and you really think you got your answer here at quarterback based on what I saw yesterday? Now, we knew going into the game that it was going to be a hard game for love because of all the blitzes and all that. But just simple execution. Just simple execution wasn't there. Throwing the ball, catching the ball, keeping the ball in bounds. It did not look good. So on one hand, you know, the Packers' defense played better than it ever could. Chiefs' offense is broken. But the, at the end of the day, the real story is, what are they going to do with Patrick Mahomes? What's, how is Patrick Mahomes going to get better? How is he going to get better? What's going on here? Like, what is happening? Chiefs offense totals 237 yards, Michael. To your point, I guess he gets credit for not turning it over, but he was erratic. And you could tell he was kind of aggressively trying to stay conservative. I'll back that up with this. Patrick Mahomes averaged 3.2 air yards on his completions today. That's the second lowest in a game he started and finished in his career. He was being, you could, almost like he's in his head, you know? He has, no, he has no confidence. You could feel like he has no confidence whatsoever. I mean, let's just go over it. Since the second half, I mean, the, the Washington game, they scored 21 points in the second half. Against Tennessee, they scored three. Against the vaunted New York football Giants team, they scored 20. And last week against Green Bay, they scored 13. They have scored 36 points in the last three games. 
And before that, they only scored 20 against Buffalo. They have not played good offensively. Now, throw out the Washington game because Washington is a bad team. We know that. But we've said it on the show. Their defense has played really good the last four weeks since the Buffalo game. Their defense gave up 267, 369, 222, 301. They've played good. They've played good. It's not the reason they're losing or they're, they're struggling. Their offense is the reason. Now they go up and play the Raiders, and the Raiders were outside to Shaw Jackson. They give them an outside threat. They're going to throw the football. You're not going to beat the Raiders scoring 17 points. You're going to have to put some points on the board. It's, you know, 3-8 yards per play for Kansas City. This is just, it's, it's, just, it's a facsimile. It's not even, it's a shell of what we're expecting. Just, there's no explosiveness. Now we shift to the Packers and your takeaway just watching. I mean, a tough spot for Jordan Love. And as you mentioned, Spagnolo dialing up the right calls. But take on Love, what'd you see? I saw, you know, he's not a rookie. He's a second-year guy. He's going through practice scout. He's had scout team. You know, he's not out there. You know, he had the reps all week long. You know, I didn't think he controlled the football. I didn't think he threw the ball well. It wasn't so much his decision-making. It was his, his ability to be precise with the football. You know, and he looked like a raw – he looked like a player who's at least a year away from evaluating. Where's our man Fran Frisella when we need him? He looked like he's two years away from being two years away. That's what I saw. And to me, you, you upset the whole organization, but you had to be right with that pick. Are you sure you're right with this pick? I don't know, Patrick. I know it's early. I know it's early, but this isn't a rookie. He wasn't just coming. It isn't Jonathan Fields we put in there or Trey Lance. Just have had, this is a kid who basically was on the team all of last year, took all the scout team stuff, had an offseason, had a summer. He did not look to me like he had command the ball. Can I ask you how it's possible so essentially the Cowboys close a 10 point favorite at one point they're down 30 to nothing so they're down 40 to nothing this is an interesting stat by Santos they trail 30 to nothing after entering entering a 10 point favorite. So the first team to trail by 30 in a game is a double digit favorite since Indy against New England in week three of 2001 Brady's first start this was the if you could give a, a z as far as a grade that's what the Cowboys are getting here what the hell happened I can't even explain it. I, I can't even begin to explain it. I can explain it this way. We thought all summer, at least I did, that Denver was going to be good on defense. We thought that they could generate coverage people with Fuller, with Park, with Darby, and with, with Sertan. And yesterday, that all came to fruition. They played well in the secondary. And Vic had a really good job. And we said it on the air yesterday, that there's a sense that getting rid of Von Miller kind of like – it bonds the team closer. Addition, subtraction. Team. Addition. We saw it not with that the... Von Miller was a yeah. bad guy. Don't get right, me wrong. Right, I'm right. not suggesting that. Just that everybody thinks that he was the glue that was carrying the team together when that's not the case. And I, I think we saw it yesterday. I think the, the the team rallied around it. They rushed. They finally and getting Kenny Young in there helped him at linebacker. They got somebody who could play linebacker. And look, one thing we know about Vic, Vic's a good defensive coach. When he's got when he can play a scheme and he's got players that know what to do, you know, they get Weatherly from Minnesota, so they, that helped them. They put Browning in there at linebacker. Kenny Young came in, and those three corners did a hell of a job against the Cowboys. The Cowboys struggled. I mean, if you go through the first half, I mean, this wasn't just, uh, oh, you know, the first half the Cowboys had 109 yards of offense. 109 yards of offense. They were out in 227 to 109. The game was over at halftime. It was 16 to nothing. I mean, you know, and, and I know the punt block got turned around. That might have made the game a little closer, but you were never in jeopardy of losing that 10-point bet. 
It was odd, too, because it was the best I've seen the Broncos up front all year. It, it, again, this isn't a negative against Von Miller, nor is it a negative against Odell Beckham Jr., but in life, sometimes there's just a weight that's lifted, whether it's existential yeah. or direct. I don't know, no but doubt. maybe you can focus a little bit without the distraction. I, that sounds yeah. fabulous. No, I, I think it's like, look, the, the guy was creating problems. Just get him the hell out of here. And we don't know what happened in their locker room. You know, maybe Vaughn wanted to rush a certain way. Maybe he wanted to do certain things, you know. And I don't know. And, I'm not, and I don't blame him. Vaughn's a bad kid. I just felt like going in that game, Dallas was due for a little bit of letdown. Did I think Dallas was not going to win the game? No, no chance at all. And frankly, the people that, that didn't play Dallas, the only reason they didn't play Dallas is because they saved them for the Survivor in, week, in, in Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, Survivor yesterday, it could have been a, it could have been a complete disaster. And it might be if Pittsburgh loses tonight. The And it's almost like, it's, correct me if I'm wrong here, even though Fangio has some clout, Miller's the biggest guy in Denver. It's almost like you remove him, like you said, if he has a, a specific scheme or how he wants to do things up front, he's a bigger name on that team than Vic Fangio. Now they can no, kind of right. reset and just say, hey, uh, I'm in charge, guys, let's go. And that's that's what the defense looked like yesterday. It looked like they played really good team defense. And they yeah. and it looked like their pad level was better on offense. They, they controlled the line of scrimmage. I mean, everything we thought Minnesota was going to do against them the week before, they did. Teddy was good. Teddy was great. We love Teddy as the underdog. I mean, we were all over that pick yesterday. <laughs> Obligatory Teddy stats. I mean, where's that stat? Cue that baby up. I you mean, know? He, like, we it's, knew it's Teddy dumb. was going to be good. He's now, I think he's 9-1 and one ATS when a double-digit dog in his career now. I mean, he just – I it's, mean, it's crazy. what did they set this line in Philly? Not that, not that anybody needs – I mean, we know the Eagle fans will bet the money line here. I can't wait to talk to Thomas Botany Gable to Sir, see all that. Botany Sirianni. Did you see Botany Sirianni he, had some uh, flowers yeah. thrown at him? He's well, a, I mean, you know, at king. least if, if he got his hands on the flowers, it'd be the only thing they got their hands on all day yesterday. Uh, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> That's too easy. <laughs> three, three, and three and a, two between two. I'll bet you. I'll bet you we're going to get that line will be a pick up by Sunday. Oh, my gosh. You know they're going to come betting on that one. Dallas had the ball. I can honestly tell you, Matt Santos, you do not have to ask me because that will be my one of my John Oates plays on Friday. Can't I can't go, for, go that. for that one. No, no, no chance on that one. Can do. Dallas, by the way, <laughs> had the ball for 18 and a half minutes. Like that. Hey, and they it, went for it on fourth down. I know, first, I know. I know. The opening know. kickoff. They take the opening kickoff back, and you think, oh, this is going to get ugly here quickly, right? And the next thing you know, the fourth down, they can't convert it. So, that Beverly kid is a Vincent, uh, the receiver for uh, uh, for uh, uh, Denver is really a good player. Yeah, he is. He's you know, is. he's really a good player. I mean, he he goes up for Patrick, Timmy Patrick. I mean, he oh, goes up for a crowd. He's tremendous. He's really good. Yeah. He's, I mean, average 21 a cat. They couldn't cover him. He's emerging. I think the Sutton injury for a while kind of helped him where he got some reps, and he's he's really turned into a stud. I think Colorado State yep. maybe. Uh, no, that was Sutton. By the way, is this a good a situation with Dallas and McCarthy where it's like dead middle of the year, absolute stinker, couldn't have played worse, where you can kind of just throw that away? Yeah, now you got Atlanta coming in, and you got Dan Quinn going against his former team. I think that's a pretty safe bet right there. How to go out in Philly and Jersey? Thomas Gable will let us know next here on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. 
Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, football season, VEASAN football season special is here. It's 99 bucks, so this is really the best time to get involved because you get everything for the rest of the year, which, remember, got an extra week here. Daily best bets, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, which is incredible. In-depth analysis, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's all right now for everything for 99 bucks. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to bring in the race and sportsbook director at the Borgata. I, I like, this is my favorite part of the week. We get to hear his voice to see how he did on Sunday. Thomas, every book is different, but my guess is with the dogs going nine and three and the unders cashing, it had to be a good day for the book. Uh, yes, it was, Patrick. And um, I think most books, as you said, most books are different, uh, but I think most probably had a good day yesterday. Um, you know, the early slate of games, I don't believe <laughs> maybe 10% of parlays and teasers survived that early slate of games. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. it just, the, you know, if you're, and listen, we don't take a ton of parlay and teaser business here. It's not the, the vast majority of our uh, handle here is single game wagers, but I know there's a lot of books live off those parlays and, and teasers, and uh, I'm sure they had a great day yesterday. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, listen, when you have so many outright um, dogs uh, winning outright, uh, it, it, it's going to be a good day. I mean, nobody could have predicted what happened with the Bills uh, in the Bills game. And then, you know, the the games that really helped us uh, were the Texans and Dolphins. That was a that was the biggest decision of the day for us in that game. The Dolphins covering that was the biggest decision of the day. And then in the late slate, uh, the Flores losing that was a, a very good result for us with that steam. I mean that game closed the pick'em. Uh, the Chargers open up laying three and the game closed pick'em. So uh, it just goes to show you, Michael. Want to touch on the Eagles real fast here with you? I know there's young coordinators there, young head coach. At what point do they start adjusting in-game, especially defensively? I mean, Herbert just Why? I mean, take over and over you, and over what he was given. Were, were you not – you, you didn't think they were playing good? The six incompletions <laughs> during the game is tremendous, Thomas. I mean, what, why would they adjust? They had everything under control. Guys, I mean, they had everything. You know, we said that don't give Mike Williams a big play. Well, we're going to give Mike Williams a big play. We're going to make sure we give it to him. Look, I, I, this has been going on all year with Philadelphia. They don't adjust during. Once the game starts, they're not going to adjust. And if their no. front can't c- control the line of scrimmage, if their front can't pressure the quarterback, you can throw anything you want on them. They're running a high school offense, and they're running the Oklahoma high school offense on defense. No disrespect to any high school defense coordinator out there. I don't mean that. Playing cover <laughs> six, which is a weak rotated zone. Okay, and then they're playing cover two. They're really playing two, and they don't adjust it. They're spot dropping, you know, and and so, you know, Mike Williams had two catches for 58 yards, you know. Keenan Allen, exactly what you want him to be. He had 12 for 104. He had averaged 8-7 a catch. You know, so, like, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, at some point you would think somebody in the headset would say, hey, maybe we ought to get in a man-to-man here. Maybe we ought to lock him down. Maybe let's run some pressure. Did none of it. I mean, the quarterback had 102-22 quarterback rating. I mean, like I said, six incompletions, and they never touched a ball. They never got near a. They never got near a ball. I'm just going to look here real quickly here on quarterback hits. They had one quarterback hit the entire game. They hit the quarterback one time, and who got it? Oh, Stephen Nelson hit the quarterback one time. It was the only hit they had on a quarterback. 
You think Fletcher might be a little upset that he was almost traded because he had two tackles and one assist for the game? Hey, hey, Thomas, oh, yeah. it, an, it might be a good story. time. It might be a good time to till the garden, right? Maybe get some new soil <laughs> for those flowers. I, I, <laughs> listen, they, yeah, I think they need to rethink uh, the. Uh, <laughs> The, the potting, so, so to speak, that's going on there. Well, so, uh, you know what's interesting? A, a good illustration, because you always remind us that every book is different. So Jimmy Vaccaro, legendary bookmaker here at the South Point, they never came off of one and a half. Every other book, mm -hmm. essentially, in the country had that, that game of pick em with the Chargers yeah. and Eagles. So ju just an illustration, Thomas, how every book is different. Right, and I, I'm sure, you know, knowing the South Point and the way they do things, you know, they're going to be moving off their action. Eagles were getting bet here. You know, right. maybe the Eagles weren't getting bet there. Eagles were getting bet here. So that was a, a great result for us. Um, you know, that was a good one. The Packers uh, covering was not so much. And uh, the Cardinals, uh, you know, the look at the line movement in that, of course, with the Murray injury and, and Hopkins being out. Cardinals opened two-point favorites. It closes the Niners going off as five-and-a-half-point favorites, and the Niners just, you know, they could not stop anything defensively in that game. Doesn't matter who nope. was playing quarterback. It did not matter no. who was playing quarterback. The Niners could not stop anything. And now let's talk about the game that you had the most traction on. Nine turnovers in the game. It was a painful watch. I don't know if anybody watched it, but it was painful, right? So what was the line in the Miami game? Because this was another line that it started the week. It was seven. And then it yep. went all the way down to four and a half with the news of Tyrod playing. And then it started to come back up on Sunday. I don't know why. We closed but it four did. here, Michael. Dolphins four. Oh, really? Yeah. I was, yeah. I was surprised. Yeah, same too. here. Yep, same here. Maybe it was the Brissett injury. I, I, maybe Brissett was playing, but Tua. It was an ugly game. What, so what was, what was your thinking on this one? Well, I think we're seeing Texans. Texas getting bet all week, um, and you, so you kept seeing that number shrink. Uh, it's been, and yeah, I think Tyrod Taylor, you know, he probably had a lot to do with it. He looked very rusty, um, but then of course yesterday morning, I guess it was, where the Tua announcement came out that he was not going to be starting; it was going to be Brissett. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it closed four. But we had so much Texans money coming in through the week. We needed the Dolphins to cover and cover for a bigger number, not to cover that four. We needed them to cover uh, at least six, um, five and a half, six. So it, it worked out for us. And uh, that was, like I said, that was the biggest decision of the, uh, of the day for us. Did you see the end of the game, though, Thomas? I mean, the end of the game, they throw a pass, mm -hmm. and it looks like it's going to be incomplete, and they ruled it incomplete on the field, and it was over two minutes, and Flores challenged it, and I wasn't sure he was going to win it, and he won the challenge. And then they were able to run the clock, and, it, and you know, and they punted the ball back with like 40 seconds to go, and the ball was on the, on the Houston Five, so they couldn't go. But there was, there was a time in that game. There were nine turnovers in this game. I mean, it was a painful watch. I don't know why yeah. the hell I was yeah. watching it, but yeah. I did. <laughs> well, I'm surprised you weren't glued to the Lombardi Bowl there. Well, there was well, a game I, I with was. Lombardi's I, involved yesterday. I yeah, never I, heard. Of I it. was, I was. It was that was yeah, that was a hard one to watch too. I needed something. I needed something to keep my mind off of because one minute I'd get happy in the Lombardi Bowl, and the next minute I get unhappy. I wasn't sure which way to go. <laughs> the, did they did they lay it? Did they lay the hook fourteen and a half with Buffalo at the Borgata? That they did. They did, and and 
obviously that game too was, you know, people were teasing the Bills down, and this is an important point to talk about oh, because no. you know the teasers. First of all, you know, teasing through key numbers that's one thing. Two, so many people tease favorites down. There's not many people. The exactly. tease the dogs. Professionals up tease them up. Professional tease those. Professionals dogs up. do. Yes. yes, right. But the the public does not. And you saw. I mean, the public just got carried out on all these teasers yesterday. Great, great. I'm so glad you brought it up. Coming back to eight-ish or eight and a half isn't going to do anything for you in a tease. Just, just no. if you're going to do that, just bet the game. So good job, uh, no. Thomas, on that. And that. So tonight we we were all sitting six and a half. In Pittsburgh, and now I've got everybody at seven. Is the Borgata at seven? Yeah, we're we're at seven here as well. Uh, Pittsburgh's getting bet. Uh, total is forty. It's uh, it's back up to where we opened it. It was down as low as thirty-eight and a half. Uh, back up to forty. But uh, the Steelers, you know, th- this is a game that I don't know if I would touch it at uh, at seven. Um, the Bears just defensively are not good, and the, the offensive line in Chicago is is terrible. Yeah. Um, so you would – I mean, I'd lean Steelers here, but this is – if I was, you know, had to make a bet, I, if I, I'd lean Steelers, but this is a, a stay away, especially at the number that it's at currently. I, I'm with you. I don't know if I – I mean, bad lines don't travel. I hate the Bears, but the way this weekend's going, I'm scared about, you know, could there be another upset? Could could Chicago go in there? How? I don't know how they could upset them. I mean, a couple throws here and there. You've got to throw the ball to beat Pittsburgh. You're not going to run it. I mean, it's hard to run the ball on them. I, I don't know if Justin Fields can handle the pressure with that bad offensive line. I know Montgomery might be back, but it's still going to be hard. This one, to me, is a no play. It's the John Oates, Patrick. No can do. Hey, by the way, Thomas, you know what Michael was like yesterday watching the Patriots in Carolina? He was like Brad Cox in the Breeders' Cup. <laughs> with Knicks go and essential quality. He had the two favorites, and Knicks go blew out. He absolutely, at 3-1, to one, yeah. uh, blew the field away. But he after, after he said he was torn, he was excited and elated. And that's like you, Michael, when one son wins, mm. the other son loses. There's torn. I know. I know, but you know, then then I had Mama was all upset about the other one. So it, it it's never there's no enjoyment. <laughs> trust me, there's none. <laughs> TG, I'm glad you had a great weekend. Good luck tonight, man. We'll talk to you next Thanks, time. Thomas. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Okay, Thomas is the best director of the race and sports book over at the Borgata. Coming up next, our buddy Will Hill, right here, Lombardi Line. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Bears, Steelers tonight. New customers, BetMGM. You bet 10 bucks, you win 200. That's pretty simple. New bettors, paid for in free cash. You have to use the bonus code VSIN200, VSIN200. Chicago Pittsburgh score a touchdown, you're going to win the cash. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 1 800 Gambler if you have an issue. Just quickly, we're going to bring Will Hill in. Quickly, uh, news your boy Embiid tests positive for COVID. He'll be out for several, several games, Michael, including tonight hosting the Knicks. Uh, so we wish him well. And next hour, I'd like to bring up some rumors. That is Simmons. It looks like the Celtics are hot on Ben Simmons' 
tail. So I'm going to get your take on that. But first, Will Hill joins us now. Windy City Pod over at vsun.com slash podcast. Of course, Point Spread Weekly. And as we say hi to Mr. Mint Green, I know you want to rant on a couple of things. One, we'll let you start with Kyle Shanahan. This is some of the worst coaching I've ever seen in my life. Down 24. Now, people weren't watching because the Chiefs-Packers game was close. Uh, the chargers Eagles game was close. Down 24 late in the third. They scored a touchdown. All right. Anyone with a brain kicks a two, uh, goes for two. What does he do? He kicks the extra point. Why? I have no idea. Makes a three-possession game. Well, a three-possession game. Gets the ball back. He's across midfield. Early fourth quarter. Down 17. At Arizona's 39. Fourth down. He punts. He punched the ball fourth down, down 17 in the fourth quarter at the other 39. It, it makes no sense. Then he gets the ball back again. They're driving. They're in the red zone. They're taking their sweet time, dinking and dunking four or five yards. The clock's running. No sense of urgency. They, just, they settle for a field goal. So just really some of the worst coaching I've ever seen in my life. Horrible job. You know, I, I know he runs all these cute motion plays and these jet sweeps, so we all think he's a genius. That was atrocious yesterday. That was terrible coaching. Really one of the worst performances we've seen all year. Uh, 437 yards for the Cardinals. No Murray, no Hopkins, just gashed by Colt McCoy. Uh, really frustrating to watch. <laughs> yeah, and then and then I love it. And then it sounds like a man who bet on the 49ers. Yes, he does. And then uh, and then you know when you watch the game, Josh Norman acting like a fool. You know, gets a personal foul penalty, cost him. And and then Kyle's comment was, "Well, we I wanted him to cool off, and we just kept him on the bench. But that wasn't my decision. That was the coach's. Like, who's running this program?" Who's running the program? Like, if it's not your decision, whose is it? Like, to me, I don't get this. Like, you're the head coach. Be a head coach. You know, if you, as Uncle Junior said, if you say you're going to be somewhere, be somewhere. Be the head coach. Like, I don't get it. Next rant. Mr. I call you Mr. Futures. How about you got a Futures play on the Seahawks? You want to go off about this? Yeah, I just think if you notice yesterday, a lot of the good teams lost. A lot of teams in the playoffs lost. Minnesota lost. Uh, the Saints lost. The 49ers, like we just talked about, they lost. And if you look now, the Seahawks, they only have three wins. But if you look at their schedule, um, they play the Lions, they play Washington, they play the Texans, and they play the Bears. And we know the five teams that are going to get in the NFC, uh, the Packers, Cowboys, Bucks, Cardinals, Rams, that leaves two spots open. Eight wins, maybe nine wins gets you in the playoffs. If Seattle can just you know hit those four free throws and go, say, two and three the rest of their games, Seattle at 50 to 1 to win the NFC is interesting. I really think they're going to be in the playoffs. I'm looking now for a yes no price on them to make the playoffs. I think they're going to get in. I think they'll get to 9 wins. And look, you, you never want to make a bet you don't think is going to win and I don't think this bet is going to win, but if you get Wilson and the Seahawks in the playoffs at 50 to 1 to win the conference, 100 to 1 to win it all. Like I always say, I have made dumber bets than that one. That one uh, at, at least popped out to me. I thought that one was interesting. Yeah, you know, it's a great point, and it's a timely point too, Will, because I just saw on Twitter during the commercial break that, you know, Russell it's Wilson playing. took an, an X-ray, and he's going to play this Sunday against Green Bay. And, you know, that means he's going to play, and perhaps, to me, I find it hard to believe that Rodgers would, would – they would allow Rodgers to play based on all the protocols that have kind of been overlooked. Uh, but, it, you know, if you get Jordan Love versus him, now the line seems to indicate – that Rodgers is going to play. I think the Packers are five-point favorites. The last I looked, it may have changed. But to me, with Wilson back, it sounds like they're going to get Beckham if he clears because Wilson's put a lot of pressure on Beckham. We shall see. Okay, I'm going to set you up for another impromptu rant here. They do cover, but it's another loss for Zimmer and the Vikings, 34-31 in Baltimore, Will. 
oh, I'm not going to take the bait. You're not going to get this out of me, Patrick. I'm like a neutered <laughs> animal. I don't care anymore. I just It is what it is with Zimmer, with Cousins, who played pretty well yesterday. I mean, they dominate the game. It, it's same old story with them. They're up two touchdowns on two separate occasions. And, you know, as soon as Baltimore cuts it within seven, anyone who's ever followed the Vikings for any length of period of time knows what's going to happen. This game's going to get tied, and it's going to go to Baltimore. <laughs> Minnesota fought back. They tied it. Really a tough loss because, like I said, you know, the, the last two wildcard spots are wide open. You know, Green Bay, if you want to get crazy, they lost. They would only have been two games behind them. They still got two head-to-head. So, you know, the worst thing about the Vikings from a Vikings perspective, they're still in the race. Like I said, eight wins, maybe nine wins gets you in. They're three and five. They're through the worst part of their schedule. I mean, they're one of the seven best teams in the NFC. They're better than a lot of these teams. They have the talent. It's just, man, you've never seen a team like this that just can't finish games. They, they really just can't finish games. And they get the ball in overtime. They get a nice stop. The turnover with Barr just can't get into field goal range. And, you know, some teams, they just know how to win games, and some teams know how to lose games. The Vikings, they find a way to lose games. That's what they do. They I don't losers. know where they're – I can't figure out where their passing game goes, Will. They had 179 yards passing. They can't get the ball to Thielen. He had two catches for six yards. I mean, if Jefferson doesn't make the big play down the field, they're not making any plays. Like, I don't know what – like, why can't they throw the ball effectively? Like, where is it? Like, to me, I think it's a design problem. I don't think it has anything to do with their talent. I think it's a complete design. I think that Cliff – that Clint Kubiak, when it comes to the passing game, is in over his head, especially against a good coordinator like like Martindale. You know you're getting zero blitz. They get the, they got the game lifted. Anthony Barr makes that play at the end of the game. They have the game in their lap. That ball at the 38-yard line, you get three first downs, and you're going to kick and get the hell out of there and win the game. And and they, and they get one kick. yard. They get one yard. Well, I understand that. But, I mean, at least they would They get one yard. They got one yard. If Belichick coaches that team, they're an 11, 12 win team. There's a lot of talent there. That's the frustrating thing. There's a lot of talent. So, you, you know, you look at the record and you'd say, you know what, you're paying the quarterback a lot. Just get rid of the coach, rebuild, trade everything. But there's a lot of good players. I mean, Jefferson's an awesome receiver. They've got players all over the field. Just uh, really a maddening team. The Chargers were like this for a while where they just had a lot of great players and just couldn't put it together. The Vikings, you know, were one of the, I would say, eight, ten most talented teams in the league. It's just, man, they just can't win games. Brutal. I'll say this as well. I understand he, he, many people have different opinions on Lamar Jackson. He's terrifying to bet against. He's always doing something. The bar pick was great. He comes back, bounces back. Jackson's just a marvel. I mean, he wasn't great in the game, but he'd still rush for 120 yards, three touchdowns. He had the two picks, Michael, but 266. They don't let his team lose. He won't let they his team lose. They won't lose. That's In the regular season, he doesn't lose. It's insane. Uh, I mean, I was getting a text from somebody yesterday during the game who was betting Baltimore in the Survivor, and, and it was doom and gloom, and I wrote him back. I said, Lamar won't let you lose. It's wild. And, you know, and then they kick off return for the touchdown. He sent me a text back. Well, I think he will. I mean, it's just he, the kid's got an incredible amount of mental toughness. And in spite of how bad Mariano they are Rivera, offensively. Too. Yeah, and yeah, the, exactly. The kicker's well. Mariano Rivera. Yeah, you get him past I mean, midfield, close... you know it, it's over. Yep. Yep. And we and we said yesterday on the air it was a three point. I mean, I thought all week long that was a three point game. I thought mm-hmm. it was a three point game. It ended up being a three point game. But you know, the kid won't let you lose in spite of some of the shortcomings he has in the passing game. In spite of the fact that they really don't run the offense that fits him, he still makes it work. Absolutely. Okay, we transition. We're going to close out Monday night. Well, one more thing, yeah, if, if I could, on that seventh. I think Lamar's seventh now in MVP odds. A lot of the MVP uh, candidates had bad days yesterday. I mean, look at Prescott, Josh Allen, Murray was hurt, he didn't play. Rodgers, I don't see how they're going to give him the award. Mahomes, he's out of the mix. A lot of the frontrunners for MVP had bad days yesterday, so it uh, kind of opens that award up. Rodgers doesn't yeah. need an MVP. He's collecting PhDs, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> 
Come on. <laughs> Come on, guys. That's not bad for a Monday. Anyway, Chicago-Pittsburgh, where are you at, Will? Seven. It's seven. It was six and a half yesterday and a low total. I got 39 and a half here. Uh, ugly game, but give me all those points. I just don't see how you can lay seven with Roethlisberger. To me, this is a 19-17, 20-16 type of game, similar to when the Steelers played against the Seahawks a couple weeks ago against Geno Smith. To me, it's a field goal game, ugly game, low scoring. I think Bears are last in yards per play. Steelers are last on offense in terms of success rate. Uh, not a lot of explosive plays. You always have to worry about fields and a turnover, but you can't lay seven here with Roethlisberger. Um, give me the Bears plus the points. Michael, any thoughts? I, 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 I kind of agree with them. I think it's too many points in a, in a low-scoring game. I can't see I – mean, I don't trust either quarterback. I trust Ben a little bit more. If Khalil Mack were playing, which he's not, I, I, I think to me it would be more problematic for Pittsburgh. I'll, I, I'll take the points if I have to. I don't like the game, but that's what I would lean to. I agree with Will. Not to scare you guys, but Nagy, as the Bears head coach, when he's a dog of seven or more, he's 0-5 ATS. So – but we shall see. We, I, I agree. I, I tend to agree with both of you. Anything on the total there, Will? 39 and a half? No, I would just add one more thing that Tomlin's really bad as a favorite. Tomlin's great as a dog, bad as a favorite. I would lean under, but man, you get worried about you know pick sixes, fumble returns for an NFL game. 39 and a half is super low. So I guess it would be under a pass, but that, I mean, you're really cutting it close there. Yeah. You, you, you have heart palpitations betting on an under 39 and a half. That ain't fun. Will, great oh. job, man. Appreciate it. And enjoy your Monday. Enjoy Monday Night Football and go Vikings. You are the biggest, by the way, you're the biggest Jordan Love fan on the planet. You hope he plays next week, right? <laughs> Well, yeah, let him play the rest of the year. You know, I don't know if they played him the rest of the year. I don't know if the Vikings could still catch him because they're so just snake bitten and their schedule is so tough that I don't know that they can get to the 9-10 wins. Let me tell you a story about the Detroit Lions. Anyway, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so you think you're you think you got it bad. Windy City, go check out the new pod with Will Hill at VEASAN.com slash podcast. And of course, Point Spread Weekly. Thanks, Will. Appreciate you. See you guys. Thanks, Will. Okay, coming up next, we eventually have to get to the Lombardi Bowl and news on Simmons. We continue on a Monday. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM.